I am super excited to interview Bonnie Martin today on our podcast. Um, Bonnie is a single mother of two who grew up with a family signage business being her only sibling. Coming from this environment where the dinner table was the boardroom, it's easy to see how she stepped into her own entrepreneurial journey with this really taking a new form in 2020. Being passionate about what success looks like for different people, Bonnie aims to help others achieve their goals through creating multiple streams of income. Bonnie, thank you so much for being here. I really thank you appreciate so much for it. having me. <laughs> yes, we finally connect. It's very exciting. Um, yes. The first thing before we get started that I wanted to kind of interject was I knew I wanted to talk to you the very first time or early on, I guess we became friends on Facebook and you sent me a voice message. Oh, yes. Did I? <laughs> you <laughs> did. You did. And the funny thing about that is since then, and it's been several months, I have accumulated a ton of friends on my personal Facebook page. And a lot of them are um, network marketing people selling something. And they jump right in, in your inbox and leave a generic message. And I know, oh. I know, and that's, and I, I've read your <laughs> steps, so I know how you feel about that. But you left me a personal voice message. And I remember that and I was like, oh my goodness, who is this? And that literally is what got me digging around on your stuff. So I love that. That Thank was you. an awesome, <laughs> it was an awesome thing for me because being, you know, just covered up in all these other types of messages, hearing your message, I was like, Oh my gosh, this really is a person over there. Like she, it was very personalized and I appreciate that. So I I'm stealing. That. Yeah. I'm totally stealing that. And I'm going to do that moving forward when I meet new people on Facebook. Cause I thought it was great. So I appreciate that. Well, definitely. One of my favorite things is a human first, a marketer second. So yes, I'm glad. I'm yes. glad that that really um it was it made and yeah it made a big impact. It really and it made me feel like you actually were trying to connect, not just I was not I am not, yeah right no 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 I know exactly right. So it wasn't just something you're like oh hey uh, will you do this for me <laughs> you know oh, or will you buy my this group. Thing? Right. This is my page. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. It was it was interesting. But anyway, so I'm excited to learn about you. I know you have so much going on. Um, but let's start with your childhood. What does that look like or what did that look like with you and your parents having a family business? So I for everyone tuning in, I'm from Australia. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I grew up and I was an only child. My parents did really want to have a big family, but it just wasn't meant to be. And so I was an only child and my dad was um, kind of, I want to say like a jack of all trades. I don't know if that's an Australian saying or not. I don't know. No, that, no, we say it here. Yeah. Oh, there you go. He was, he was a jack of all trades. So he had, I think he left school when he was like 16. So he hadn't got like, we call it a higher school certificate. He hadn't done all of that stuff. He hadn't been to university. He was not really classically trained in anything. Um, he had done bricklaying. He had had a chain of hairdressing salons with his best friend when they were, oh, wow. when they were young and um, like drove a little sports car and like he never cut hair just by the way. Like so he had done a bunch of stuff and he was working for somebody in a signage company and really did not like this person. And this person, he could see this person was not a good person, I guess. 
and he decided to give it a try on his own because he had made enough connections and he had previously worked in real estate as well. <laughs> so, so he really did everything. And he kind of went, you know, well, like I have enough connections that I could make real estate signs. And I think my mom was working as a travel agent or something at the time. So they started this business and it was really like, I guess, like the first side hustle I ever saw because he was still working for his boss and he started this on his weekends. And um, it was really, it probably really formed the person that I am today because I saw them start something from scratch and there are many different ways to go into business more so now than there was back then because that was I think that was about 89 maybe 1990 okay. um so I was I was young I was like five five years old five I think it was five um and yeah so they started that from home and in their spare time and after hours and on weekends and then that became came out full like their full-time thing and i say our full-time thing because you know like growing up if you've mm -hmm. ever been around a family business like everyone is in the business <laughs> so you know for me it was things like folding invoices and putting them in envelopes or putting stamps on envelopes like that was my weekend that was my job pitch you was to work yeah yeah right <laughs> so <laughs> if you grow up in a family with a family business like when i say it was the other sibling it was like that was the, the other thing that was always in the room you know Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting and seeing that um, my dad was a real typical definition of an entrepreneur where he was really like um, charismatic, but also quite introverted. He was a real, probably really like omnivert, 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 <laughs> um, I think so. omnivert, there you go. <laughs> so it was really interesting. And then it was funny because again, seeing them complement each other in the way that dad was the heart of the business, but mum was the brains. So he was really that kind of person be like, yes, I've just signed a big contract. Let's go out and buy a new car. And mum would be like, whoa. <laughs> so, you know, like we, we had like they had the real yin, yin and yang kind of relationship mm -hmm. where um, they probably wouldn't have been able to do it without each other. So, again, seeing that and seeing how both sides of the business need to work together to be successful, you can't really have one without the other, um, really kind of formed, I guess, how I think about a lot of stuff. And my relationship with money and my ability to discuss income streams and, and opportunities with people is definitely something that I learned through just being raised in that environment. Um, so I think that that was really like the, the way my childhood was formed. And through my education, it was really interesting because my parents both kind of said to me, we don't really want you to go to university. Mm -hmm. They were like, you don't need to. They said, like, look at us. Like, and I kind of was at that point where I was like, well, you know, like you guys are old and you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and everyone needs to go to university. So off I went and they, they were fine. Like they supported me in that endeavor. But they did say they're like, you don't need to do this to be successful. But again, I think like school and conditioning kind of led me down the path that I did. And I'm glad that I did because I do think that formal education has a place. Um, but it did actually make me realize that I didn't really want to do that. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so I do, I do actually have two degrees. I have a bachelor of business and I have a master of international business. Um, oh, cool. and again, I am very glad for that. Um, I've never actually really used them, unfortunately, but fortunately, I, I guess, um, as I said, it really formed my ability to critically think mm -hmm. and, and if, and it gives you a really good foundation of how, when you go to make a decision, is how to actually do your due diligence and and what it is you should be looking out for in a business sense rather than like your gut feel because don't get me wrong I think gut feel is so important in life mm -hmm. but 
I think you really do have to be able to do your due diligence. And that comes the same, as you said, like with network marketing or affiliate or different business opportunities. You need to be able to, to critically analyze a situation without emotion. And that to me is, is something that I learned through the, the formal education side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back to your parents, do you feel like you favor one or the other? Are you more of a charismatic spender or do you, do you, do you think things through and are a saver and a planner? I think I'm a saver and a planner. I think okay. I'm def- I, I think I definitely lean more towards my mum's side because I, I kind of reverse engineer things. So I mm-hmm. kind of look at what's, what's my big goal, my big kind of ultimate goal, or, you know, like we talk about vision boards so I, I think of, okay, well, this is where I really want to end up. And then I kind of step back from there. Whereas my dad was kind of just like, that's where I want to go. And that's, that's it. There's, there's mm-hmm. one way, <laughs> you know, and, and he would just make it happen. Um, yeah, I think I probably lean more towards my mom. I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think yeah. I probably more towards my mom, but I, I think that, um, in terms of the ambivert, I think I am that as well because, like, mm-hmm. I'm quite comfortable. I could get up and public speak, but I'm also quite happy to just, like, be home where it's really quiet and by myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I'm, I think I'm pretty much down the middle of my parents, which I think is pretty amazing. Like, and, and the fact that they were so different, um, I could see sometimes the benefits and pitfalls of both sides. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I think I'm the same way. I'm, I think I'm a lot like you. I look down the road at what I want my big goal to be or my big dream. Like, where am I going? And then I back up from there. Like, how do I make that happen? And so yes. I start planning the the path, you know, I start planning the way to get there. So I totally understand. And the ambivert, I feel the same way. I love being around people. I'm super social, but there comes a point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to back up and, and recluse for a little bit so I can recharge. Absolutely. So, yeah. And I do really, I do really think that like when you talk about like backing it up and <laughs> and finding how you're going to get from point A to point B, it's not linear. And right. that's the thing I think that I had to find out for myself a little bit in terms of, I don't want to say like succeeding and failing, but stumbling along the way is realizing that there are going to be days that kind of go like that roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. But so long as the overall trend is upward, you're kind of moving in the right direction. But mm-hmm. I, I think, yeah, when I really started to break down my goals or really started to look at my goals, I struggled. I honestly, I really struggled because I kind of just went into that stage of overwhelm where I kind of went, well, I can see where I really want to be. I just can't get there. And that was really, and that was really like part of it is being like, I just, I just can't get there. And I've had to really kind of step it back and be like, well, no, how can I get there? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's been like a really big turning point for me is, is not necessarily how I'm doing my business, but how I'm approaching my business. Does that make sense? <laughs> it does. It does. So, so do you feel like you've put, and we'll talk more about your business in I think a few minutes, but do you feel like you've put unnecessary stress on yourself where you're at because you know where you want to go 
hundred percent. It's definitely, it, it is something that I, I am a work in progress. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I do, I do really struggle. I'm, I will happily admit that because I do not think that I'm alone in this is that I do really struggle sometimes. And I feel like I've had to do a lot of work on my mindset over the last, and that's probably been the biggest switch is like my mindset over the last 12 months is being able to be like, okay, let's get real, like be real with myself, I think is part of it as well. Because that negative self-talk and that ability to separate, as you said, like meet yourself where you're at is actually critical, you know. And I, I do think that that's definitely an area that a lot of people underestimate is how much that impacts on what they do and their actions. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I know I find myself, you know, I'm the same way. You know, I see this big plan. And then I start, I set yearly goals for me and my team. And sometimes, you know, I believe that you set goals that are today appear to be out of reach. So you have growth so that you, you're reaching further than where you think you can. But man, sometimes it's stressful because then you have these expectations of you and your team. And you're like, I just don't know if I can make that. And then I'm not getting close enough. And here's the second quarter, third quarter, all these things roll around and you're not quite there or it is imperial to get there. And I'm telling you, I have set myself in crazy tizzies because I can't, I just put undue stress on myself and it's crazy. It's crazy that we do that. It It is crazy, but it's also what pushes us forward. So I think that we need to I think that there has to be some sort of balance in there in the sense that you kind of go like, I'm going to set these, we call them in like our little mentorship program, we call them scary goals because they are, they're mm-hmm. scary. Mm-hmm. They are. <laughs> um, and and then you kind of have to bring it back and like th- that is an acronym, but, but yeah, they're scary goals and you kind of have to bring it back is like meet you where you're at because like, yes, you want to set them so far that you're going to push yourself there, but you don't want to set them so far that you're setting yourself up for failure. So trying to find that balance in your goals. And I think the thing with goal setting is it can't be goal setting without planning. You can't just like say like, you know, like I see all these things and I I don't mean to like make fun of these people, but like I see all these things and I'm totally all about positive affirmations and I'm really about Mm -hmm. the law of attraction. I love that idea. I, I want that to be a thing that works for everybody. But just by looking at something on Instagram and saying, um, like if you affirm that next year you're going to be eating breakfast in your new house, that's great, but you have to actually live live those actions because I can sit here and say that all day long, but if I don't actually put my words into actions, it's not going to happen. Right. The world isn't going to just miraculously put me into a new yeah. life. Pay for your new so, house. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think that like there has to be one of those things is like a lot of people say like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm saying my affirmations like that's fantastic. But the point of the affirmations is to actually take you into action mm-hmm. because it drives you to, to step into the actions that you need to create that life. You know, so I think that, um, yeah, definitely, definitely it, it will help to unstress us a little bit if we are more accountable, I guess, is something. Because if we want, if we want something, you kind of have to make it happen. Yeah, you got to work for it. You have <laughs> to work for it. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Put in the hours, put in the, you know, take the trainings, do all those things. You know, we talked about how so much changes before we started recording, how, how so much changes in social media and 
as much as we, I think, hate to admit it, social media is huge. And three point if, over three point five billion active users of social oh my media. Gosh, that's, that's a lot, right? <laughs> that's a big market, right? Yeah. That's, so if you if you people say like I can't find anyone to talk to, I'm like you're obviously not trying. <laughs> We're not right. looking in the right spot. Log you know? in. Like, so, yeah, three point five billion active users are on social media, and I know that's not just one platform, but that's a lot. That's a lot. That of is people. a lot. That is a lot. That is a lot. Okay, so tell me about your business. Tell me what you do. So I wear many hats, like most of us, mm-hmm. right? You know, we said before, like, it's, it's exhausting sometimes. Like, what mm-hmm. hat have I got on today? So I am at heart. The heart of hearts is I am an equestrian, so I'm a horse girl. Okay. <laughs> and I grew up in, I don't know how this happened because we lived, like, in the city. And mm-hmm. somehow my parents made a very rookie era of letting me fall in love with horses and stuff. So they, they have been very generous and they loved to support me in my endeavors. But there came a time when they were like, well, this is, this is not the, the bank of Bonnie, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I had to find a way to make my hobby into a business, which I've done, which is really great. It's self-sustaining. Um, we live on a horse property and people pay me to have their horses live here and teach them how to ride and do all that sort of stuff. So they pay for my horses, awesome. <laughs> um, which is great. <laughs> and that kind of led me down a path of like, it, it's it's fine and I could continue to do this, but I am not getting any younger. I don't know if that happens to you. Like mm-hmm. I'm not, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, this body is not 20 anymore. So doing a job like horse riding where you're on top of like, like I'm going to use kilos, but I don't know what is in pounds, like thousand pound animal. Um, they they have a mind of their own and every now and then you end up on the ground when you don't plan to be, unplanned dismount as we, we call it, <laughs> and it hurts. So I had an accident at the beginning of last year and it hurt. It really hurt. I hurt my knee. I hurt my ribs. I was in pain and I was kind of like, I'm, I'm in a little bit of trouble here because my income is going to be severely impacted by this for at least a couple of months. And I kind of, and I know this sounds silly, as I said, considering my, my background in, mm-hmm. in what I do. And I was kind of like, this could be a problem. Like what happens when I don't want to do this anymore? And I do, I do have other income streams. I have investment properties and I actually have sold out, like I sold out of my share portfolio a couple of years ago. But, you know, I, I kind of had the idea of setting up some of that sort of stuff, passive um, income flow, but I hadn't really given it a lot of thought in a while because I had been through a divorce I'd been through a lot of stuff and that stuff really had just kind of fallen off my radar a bit if I'm honest um so this kind of snapped me back to reality literally like I I snapped into the ground pretty hard (laughs) so (laughs) I was like whoa reality check and um I kind of was like wow I really need to one start looking after myself better because physically I was hurting and two uh, I really need to kind of like get my butt into gear and I need to create some other income streams so that kind of forced me into a position, not forced me into a position, but where I was open to the idea of more opportunities. Because as I said, I'd been through a lot of stuff in my personal life and I was in a really bad place for a long time with that. So coming out the other side, it was a bit like, as I said, I literally just like turned the lights back on. I was like, I can do more than one thing. I don't have to just do this. Like, and, and, you know, as you have as well, you have a team behind you where I'm like, I can kind of step away a little bit now. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be you know, outside doing everything now with the horses and stuff. So I looked down other avenues. I started taking some stuff that really helped me to recover from my injuries, which was amazing. 
um, I used to get really unwell. And I know that a lot of people who do active sports um, as we get older, things hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I sure. don't know about you, but like, like as a mum, like my sleep was not great when my kids were young and I just mm. kind of thought that I was just never really going to sleep properly again. I had just kind of accepted that, that I just lived in some sort of like deranged zombie state. And, um, yeah, so I started trying some products and I was dreaming again. And I don't mean like dreaming like I've got hopes and dreams. I mean like I was sleeping well enough that I actually was dreaming and I didn't realise that I had stopped dreaming. <laughs> mm. And I think it's because I wasn't sleeping deeply enough. So there were some big changes in my life last year and coming through that, I kind of was like, wow, okay, so network marketing is a legitimate option for me um, because I really was enjoying what the products were doing for me personally and I really wanted to have an additional income stream. So I thought, you know, if I can, if I can share products and it helps me and it helps other people and that's amazing, you know, that was kind of where I was at. So I started doing that and then so there's now I'm on two hats right so I got a equestrian business hat <laughs> network marketing hat and then I was kind of like wow this network marketing gig is rough oh my god and I went through that stage of being like I can't find anyone to talk to and again 3.5 billion people Bonnie like sit down and <laughs> get to work <laughs> you know so I I found a program that helps people who are struggling to find people to talk to learn how to do that and that's an affiliate program. So again, like if people want some help with that, so people who are maybe struggling network marketers or affiliate sales or direct sales, um, they want to learn some strategies for how to do that. I can help them find some really great resources on that. And if they choose to purchase them, then I make a little bit of money off that. That's great. If I'm not able to help them, then we're still friends. I love meeting new people. Right. <laughs> so like, you know, and, and I'm fine with that. And that's the thing is like, when I talk about the personal development side of things is I think, I think I can take a guess. Most people who start in network marketing, they have their first month <clears throat> and they have some success. Like, you know, they get a couple of their friends and family to sign up and like, wow, this is easy. I'm going to be making millions in no time. And then the second month runs around and then people are like, oh, I don't really want to try again or this or that or whatever happens or their auto ship drops off or whatever it is. And then you go, Ooh, hang on a minute. This is not as easy as I thought. <laughs> right. So I think finding a way that I could tie those two things together was really great for me because not only are they two additional income streams, it's also a way that I can meet new people. And again, I can help people with who have felt the same things that I've felt, which is really great. Um, and I've met people all over the world. Like, look at us, right? Right. <laughs> it's, right. It's, it's so cool. So that's two more things. And I also play around a little bit with crypto. I mean, I am by no means an expert, oh. but, um, but, but I have, and this is again, like I've met people through doing a live video challenge and she was like, um, sends me a message and was like, Hey, like this, we'd already just chatted. We just became friends and she's from Canada. And, um, and she was like, Hey, I'm doing this thing. Do you want to, do you want to buy in? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? So, you know, like that's where people talk about building genuine connections, building relationships and, there was no selling involved. She was, cause I was like, where have you gone? Where have you been? And she goes, oh, I'm doing this thing. And, and I was like, Oh, send me more info, you know? So, and that was because she hadn't been around. That's like literally the, the best example of anti-selling <laughs> mm -hmm. because she disappeared because she was so busy. <laughs> so, you know, like, and that's the thing is that I think wearing all these different hats and, and building all of these things, I think that they need to weave together. I think that's where a lot of people kind of fall into trouble is that they kind of, ping pong around or like pinball machine you're like ding, ding 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 like all the way down and they're still getting closer and closer to the bottom 
but they don't really know how to just slow it down and, and focus. And I think that that's, um, that's kind of how my business is all tied together because, again, like with horses and I'm active and I, I'm, I need to be active and well, physically well. But, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. That's my, all my business stuff. <laughs> that, so <clears throat> are you willing to share just a few pieces of information that you might oh, share with someone that is starting out in network marketing? Because there, oh, I've I would learned, love to. <laughs> yeah, I've learned so much. And I come from a place where I am a consumer of some of these products, but am really, or before, before the journey I'm on now, was really put off with the methods and the push for joining their team. Because I have been, um, I have my own staff. Right. So I've I've always been busy with more than one thing. And um, to some people that don't really take the time to establish a relationship, they're like, oh, she's doing good. She's got things going on. She'd be a great person to promote this product for me. And it's 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 been really a turnoff, but kind of like around the time that we connected on Facebook, I've had a, um, inf- I shouldn't say influx. I have met a lot of people on Facebook that are network in network marketing um, or direct sales, multi-level marketing, whatever, uh, however you refer all to those it. Terms. All of those things. <laughs> and they're people, they are just trying to build, you know, have the hide, side hustle, build their businesses and do those things. And I really, it's, it's really changed for me how I look at people trying to grow their business. Now, not that all the methods and means have been great, but I look at these people and realize that they just need to, a little bit of education. They just need a little bit of help to how to connect with people. Your voice message, perfect example. I'm telling you, I cannot look, <laughs> I'm talking thousands of people in the last three months. Oh, um, I know. Don't worry. I get I get them too, and I think you obviously have not even looked at my page. Like, if you right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, so it it just really, you know, I think people just need a little bit of education. And it's, I'm not saying they're uneducated, but they just need a little help. So, what are a couple little piece of pieces of advice you would offer to somebody just starting out in that in that area? Okay, so. I think that people who are starting out, it can be, it's really exciting. I think the thing is, is like when you first sign up, you, you sign up and you generally bought a pack of some sort and you're trying all the stuff and all the things and you love it and you're passionate and you have to think about how are you going to sustain this, <laughs> this passion, this excitement. And you are you are a product of your products, right? So like some people, it might be activewear. Some people, it might be supplements. Some people, it might be travel. Um, and I think that the thing is, is that you, I'm trying to think of how to tactfully say this. <laughs> you don't want to be a spammy Tammy, you know, oh or a spammy Pammy. And we talk about prospecting breath. Like people can smell it. It's bad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's desperation breath. You don't want to pass that. You, that, that. you can smell that through Facebook Messenger. You can smell mm. that through Instagram message requests. Um, you know, and I think the thing is, is that what we teach 
and how we want to help people is the definition of attraction marketing is that you want to attract people to you and we call it we, you want to be magnetic so the idea is that you attract I'm not doing the video attract influence <laughs> and enroll you don't dive into somebody's messages as you said you don't know anything about them like and, and a lot of them they won't even look at your profile Mm-mm. so think about that attract influence enroll now a lot of people will say they they come up with this mindset they're like i'm not an influencer i can't do this and that's where we talk about like that negative self-talk comes in but influencing is not about the size of your following Mm -mm. influencing is about like you can't tell me that you haven't ever put up a recommendation and been like hey have you watched that new season of you it's incredible did you not know it was out i can't believe it what you didn't know it was out you totally have to go and watch that and somebody puts you on their watch list for that night you just influence somebody, okay? Like that's literally what influence is. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think that people get so caught up in their heads, as you said, about people wanting them to join their team. It's like I would never dive into somebody's DMs and say, I really want you to join my team because I might not want them to join my team. That's and I know that point. sounds very counterintuitive, like, but no. you have to actually want to work with somebody right? because if they're in your downline, and you're like a direct recruit of you, especially like you want to be able to hold hands with this person, lock arms with this person and do things. Is this person going to be the person that you cannot wait to hang out with at convention? Is this person the person that you want to get on and do live interviews with and you want to do that sort of stuff with? Is this the sort of person that you're going to vibe with? Because some people you are not and that's not going to work. And honestly, you are better off to spend your time and their time. You don't want to waste their time. You're better off to spend your time attracting people who genuinely want to be in your sphere of influence and want to work with you, not fight against you and constantly like complain. Because, you know, it has you do get like you get people who say like, you're not doing this for me and this and that and that. No, like you want to find people who are genuine business builders, not not kidnappers. Again, there are people who sign Mm -hmm. up because they just really want the discounted kit. And that's great because it can actually like it can get you up a rank. That's fantastic. You know, like. Okay, go for it. But they're not going to be there. They're not going to be the person that helps you rank up and stay there. So I think that in terms of tips for when you're first starting out to go back to your question is really have a think about what got you to sign up and would you sign up with you? Hmm. If you wouldn't sign up with you, why would somebody else? Wow. I've not heard that that before. well, it, yeah, if you if you wouldn't respond to that message with a heck yes, don't send that message. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's so and I don't know if it's and I haven't paid attention to or haven't really given them an opportunity to tell me what business their or products are selling usually. Um, but it's like they're copy and paste. I get the they same are. message. They are copy and paste messages. And then you get this and you can start to tell who, which company they're from as well because it will be the same one. And that's because, as, as you said, like it's not because they're uneducated, like they're, they're not intelligent people, but this is what they've been told to do and they've been guided down this path. Now, I'm never going to talk badly about other businesses. There are right. businesses that do right. the wrong thing and they, they teach them, they teach people these methods. And it's a bit frustrating because we all get painted with the same brush sometimes in the mm-hmm. sense that, you know, they go, oh, you're in network marketing. And I go, oh, well, that's fine. Like, it's really hard to change people's minds once that happens. But 
you know, I think that if we can open our minds to a different way of doing things, and as I said, you really want to attract people to you. And and I'm like you, I use a lot of uh, I use a lot of multi level network like network marketing company products. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a lady, and if anyone's in this company, they'll know what I'm talking about. There's a lady that um, shows about a, a de wrinkle like a wrinkle creasing decreasing spray for her clothes. I cannot stand ironing, right? I think I'm a product of my generation. <laughs> I cannot stand ironing. Right. And so, like, she she's just kind of, like, shows how she uses these products. And I was like, I really need that in my life, hmm. you know. And not once did she ever prospect me. I never got that. I never got that desperation breath. I never got that. But I was like, I need that in my life, mm-hmm. you know. And so now I'm a customer of hers, <laughs> you know, and, and that's the thing. And that's how this works is literally you show people how this product makes your life better and that influences them. Then potentially you enroll them. So that's the attract, you influence and you enroll. It's three steps and it sounds overly simple, but really if you wouldn't respond to the message that you're about to send, don't send it. (laughs) I tell you, I have two friends that uh, really good friends that have done very, very well in direct sales and I'm talking top tier done very well and I buy their products not because they're my friends but because I see how they live with the products I it I exactly they live it you know and they didn't have to sell much to me but they took the time to spend with me and whoever else I wanted to hear about the product and it's it's the the relationship came first you know, that was, that was, that was huge. And not that I wouldn't buy the same thing from somebody else necessarily, but I'm certainly going to buy from them because of our relationship. And I think I just, it's incredible to me, the difference in these spammy Tammy messages and a genuine connection with someone that is willing to take their time to show you how to use the product or to show you, um, you know, what oils to use when diffusing for certain things or, you know, any of that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible, the difference. And so I'm a busy person. You, but you feel that as well. Like, as you said, mm-hmm. you feel that. And that's the thing is like, like you wouldn't think that you can smell that stinky, that stinky prospecting breath, but you can. You really <laughs> you can, can. You can smell that from across the oceans. But um, right. I, yeah, I really do. I really do think, and I, I really hope that, as you said, I really want to make those genuine connections. I don't want you to like, I, I do. I add people every day. Um, but I, I actually look at people's profiles before they add them. And I'd be like, you know what? I, yeah. I like this. We have stuff in common. I like yeah. this lady, like, you know, and, and same, as you said, for me, you're like, Oh, I can see that we vibe, you know? And that's, mm-hmm. that to me is so cool because so many people, and I don't want to say my old life, but so many people in my real world, I guess people that I've met through school and all that sort of stuff, Mm-hmm. have no idea what it is that I'm doing or why I'm doing it. And, you know, like they don't really get me now, the me, me, the me now. <laughs> and I think that like I am meeting so many people like yourself um, who are doing great things in the world and and aiming to produce content and do stuff like this, not because this is going to make you a millionaire or send you on an amazing holiday, but because if somebody hears this message and they go, oh, my gosh, I feel like I was there. And mm-hmm. that's, that's how I feel. And wow, if she can get through that, so can I, you know, like my dad, as we spoke about earlier, like he passed away at the end of last year mm-hmm. and he was, he was critically ill for a very long time and completely unpandemic related, just as a side note. Um, mm-hmm. But he, he passed away and, you know, like 
people talk about it's just been a big couple of years for everybody Hmm. and if you can be kind and if you can do something that helps somebody else and as I said like I I do I have income streams that that kind of come off my educational stuff but I also have so many free resources and that's great I love that Hmm. because if it helps somebody and I do get messages from people who say to me like they're like I'm so glad you shared that so like and, and on those days, some days I put up posts and I'd be like, today was not the day. Today was a terrible day. I really struggled to, to just put one foot in front of the other. And they say, oh, my gosh, I've been feeling like that too. And I love that. That's really what makes me want to keep doing it. And that's really what makes me want to keep sharing myself and that, that genuine part of me because without that, without that human connection, it doesn't really mean a lot, does it? It doesn't. And And honestly, that's... That's part of why I founded this podcast because we're all women and we all face things and not every day do we have a full face of makeup, our hair big and blown out and our ballroom dress on, you know, like it's, it's, we're in the trenches lady. (laughs) Yeah, we're real, you know, like I've had a long freaking day today. I came home and sat on my couch for five minutes and I was passed out. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? I just had a long, rough day. Um, But it doesn't, it, what I love about that is I could text anybody and they'll understand it. You know, it's because it's real. Not everything is, is perfect all the time. It's rarely perfect. You know, but you make you know, the best I am, of it. I'm loving that trend at the moment of Insta versus reality. I love it. I want to oh, see yeah. the reality. Like really, mm-hmm. like it, it's it's a real thing. And it and it think that as we spoke about that volume of social media users and the warped perception of what real life oh, looks like oh, is goodness. scary. It is scary. It is. Um, I saw a post this morning. This. Um, I can't remember what she had, she does for a living, but she has young children and she does a lot of business stuff with the children. And um, I wish I knew exactly what she did. Either way, she posted something about, okay, people that have been married for more than say five years. Um, tell me your stories. Like I want to hear that. Okay. At year eight, we really, really struggled, but we did this and we got over it and things are great. You know, she said, people that have been married for a long time, I want to hear how you got through these things because it sucks right now. And I need to hear that there is light at the end of the, you know, down the road, like everything's, everything's good or everything can be good again. And I was reading through the comments and I, I was just blown away at how vulnerable people were on this Facebook post. And it just, I'm just like, finally, I feel like people, some people, not all, some people are starting to take their mask off and show who they really are and admit that they struggle sometimes. You know, we, I've been divorced. I've been divorced. You said you were divorced. I mean, life happens and it sucks, but we're real people. We're genuine people going through stuff. We've been through stuff. We have children to raise. You know, um, we're running businesses, you know, it's not, it's not all rainbows and ponies. And some days we just don't, you know, really want to do it, but we do because we love it, you know? And I mean, I don't know. It's just, I'm glad to see some people starting to, to come out from behind all the 
you know, the filters and all those things and show their real face. You know, 100%. I think that's... And I, I think that... I think that the internet is such a scary place. Like it's scary for so many reasons, but it's scary because it does. It gives often such a skewed perception or a skewed mm. perspective of life and what it looks like. And as you said, it's it's messy sometimes. We are in the trenches. We are we are literally battling through some days when, as you said, we mm. don't want to do it. <laughs> or you think <laughs> you feel like you're gonna stick your head up and you're just gonna cop on going fire, you know? So like you and you know that's going to happen, but you we have to step forward and do it anyway. And that's even like going back to what we we're talking about with our goals earlier, and you know, like and the affirmations and things like that. Is like there are going to be those days when you're like, my goal is out of this trench, mm-hmm. I, and it, and and I can positive affirmation all I like, but if I don't stick my head up and take that fire, I am not going to get out of this trench, you know. And I think that sometimes as as much as I'd love to say, as you said, it's sunshine and rainbows. It's not. There are definitely days I do not want to go live. I do not want to do a live video because it's 9.30 at night. I've just finished cleaning the kitchen and doing the washing <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, oh, and then tomorrow I have to do it all over again. But I go live because I want to share. Is like these are the things that I've learned. You know, like I do live videos every week because I want to share my top tips and it's five minutes. It's five minutes of my life. And I'm like, they're what great. That your lives are awesome. Oh, thank you. I was like, what, so if that's the, yeah. what if that's the best thing that makes, and you know, I heard somebody say like with their email marketing campaign, they said, I want my email to be the best part of somebody's day that they read my email and go, oh, I really needed to hear that today. Just like you said earlier, like I really needed to hear that today. And I think that's what makes you want to do that sort of stuff and put yourself out there. Mm. And yeah, like, as I said, a lot of the time, you're very right. My hair is very rarely blowed out. Like we've had lockdown <laughs> for four months. Like my hair is the longest it's been in like three years. So, you know, like all that sort of stuff. But I just think that you have to be brave oh and goodness. you have, you have to look at that big, scary goal, break it down mm. into smaller, scary goals and you have to step towards it because otherwise the reality is it's not going to come knock at your door. No. So you have to you have to be brave and sometimes we have to put our big girl panties on and do things that we don't necessarily want to do or do things we don't feel like doing right then. Mm. But we but the best part is is that we can. And we are in a day and age where virtually anything is possible. That's exactly which I think, right. I think it's so cool. <laughs> you know, um, one of the things uh, I mentioned to you, I have a few businesses. And one of the things that I struggle with really bad is when I have to let somebody go. I yeah. hate it. It hurts my soul. And I had an employee for one of the companies. She was stealing time and clocking in and going home kind of a thing. Oh. And yeah. It, Why do people like, do that? I know. She was a single <laughs> mom. And I knew her situation and she told me, you know, prior to this incident that she just needed so much more money to make this loan payment she had and she was going to take on more work and all this stuff. And then we look back and she's stealing, basically stealing Mm -hmm. money, stealing time, being paid for it. I had to fire her. We had to fire her and it killed me. And I'm just like, I'm a creator of jobs, not a taker of jobs. You know, I want especially single moms. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You know, and, but I'll tell you what, I was able to find a replacement for her who is doing an excellent job and she's doing everything, you know, above and beyond what this other person was doing. And it's 
times like that, we were like, okay, I did the hard thing and now I'm reaping the reward for doing what's best for the company, even though it was terrible, you know, and I still feel for this girl. And I, I mean, if she, the bad thing about this is the amount of money was so small that she needed. If she would have literally come to me, I would have given it to her. Yes. But instead she took it. And I think that's the thing, like, is that even though I, my hope for her is obviously that she, she's okay. And I'm sure. But but the thing is, is like, that was a life lesson for her. Mm. And I, I hope that what that resulted in is her realizing that, okay, yeah, I, I did do the wrong thing. How can I do something differently? Mm-hmm. And as much as it sucks, and it does suck like that, I am I am very non confrontational. So that sort Ew. of stuff literally makes me feel like my stomach is gonna like leave my body. Mm. So I totally, <laughs> I totally get you for that. But I just, yeah, I think it's one of those things you have to go like. It does come down to sometimes it is it is a, a me or them situation, unfortunately, and that's as I said, the big girl panties thing, and you have to be mm-hmm. like. This is my business and my life, and if and again, as you said, the the amount of money is kind of not really the the issue, but the fact is, is like if that's a ripple effect, because with let's say this new person who's doing their job over and above, maybe your business does so much better that you can employ another person, right? Yeah, great. You know, like, and that's the thing is, mm-hmm. like, unfortunately, sometimes the really we call it we were going to go from Suckville to Awesome Town. Sometimes you got to <laughs> you got to like. Step out of Suckville to get to Awesome Town, yeah. you know. So it is. It's it's awful, but yeah, I totally get that. I'm very non-confrontational. So yeah, it's it's tough, man. And I'm telling you, and that'll ruin a day quick. You yeah. know that I will. I mean, even on our end, you know, it's like it, I'm the. I still have my job, and I'm mean, fortunately this was a part-time side hustle for her, so it it wasn't like she lost all of her income, but um. I don't know. It just sucked from this end. I, and I can't imagine from her end, you know, how bad mm. it was, but, um, okay. So she, tell she me- actively, she actively made a, d- a bad decision though. So. Multiple times, <laughs> yeah. multiple times. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the struggles and wins that you've had in this, in this line of work? I think some of the struggles was, and again, this probably is really counter what a lot of people will teach with network marketing. But I think one of the struggles I had was that I was not very aligned with my team. Now, this again is like going into the due diligence and I had no idea because I had never been involved in network marketing before. But I, I realized that some of the strategies that were being taught were things that didn't align with me very well. Um, so I think that that was something that I really struggled with and definitely the level of self-belief in the sense that, you know, when I say like I I share things on lives and stuff now is that I kind of was just like that real typical imposter syndrome, basically, I think is probably Mm. the best way to describe it. And that's an ongoing struggle. That's not something that I kind of wake up one day and like, oh, I'm so glad that's gone. Because it still happens, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes you kind of go like, oh, I still really am like the master of my own destiny here. And I have stepped into like doing stuff like this. Even you kind of go like, who's going to want to hear me, you know, and mm. you have to, you have to flip that switch and be able to go like, as I said, if I can say something that helps somebody get out of their funk, or if I can say something that somebody goes, well, that really makes sense to me, you know, and a logical side, as you said, making decisions without emotion is that that struggle of getting out of your own way. That's probably the best way I can sum it up. 
I struggle to get out of my own way sometimes. <laughs> um, and in terms of wins, I just think network marketing is really like personal development with a compensation plan attached. Because if you are not improving, if you are not trying, and if you are not putting yourself out there to be the best version of yourself with your product or service or whatever it is that you're trying to promote or share, then you're not doing it right. <laughs> you know, I think that really the win is that it hasn't necessarily changed my mind. I am not, I'm not at the top ranks of my company. You know, it's just, I'm not, I'm, I will admit that I'm still in learning and taking action phase. And I think that for me is that I have learned so much and I have stepped into the, the new me. Like I know, I know that like, I know I was fine before, but the work that I've done and the people that I am now surrounding myself with, it's night and day. It's night and day. And you love it here. I love it here. I want to stay yeah. in awesome town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like, I think that's, that's really the biggest win is that I can see a different future for myself and I genuinely never knew how I was going to get there. Now I feel like I, I, I can. It's a reality. So is this considered your side hustle? Uh, at the moment, you... yes. Yeah, because okay. my equestrian okay. business is still like it's still a six-figure business annually. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So it's, it's going to take some work to kind of so, yeah, to overtake right. that. Right. Um, so I have, it has not surpassed that. Um, I think at the point in which that happens, then it's my main hustle. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so yeah, definitely at this stage, it's definitely still a side hustle. I'd say I have to, I have to fit it in around real life still. Um, so when, when I see that shift, I think coming out of lockdown, it's going to be a big difference for me now, not having the learning from home. Cause that's been, as I said, about four months. Um, so I have been trying to do stuff after my kids go to bed, which is eight o'clock at night. So like peak hour for me, is like eight till 11 PM. And I don't know about you, but I'm not generally functioning at my highest self then. Mm. <laughs> I'm normally pretty tired by that stage as well. So I'm really looking forward to actually being able to get back to, to being a business builder again, not just kind of maintaining. So, um, so do you normally yeah. work from home with your I do, side hustle? I do. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. So my equestrian business is at home. So I live on okay. 33 acres and the horses are here. Like, Oh, I can't see one from my window right now, but normally I can see one right from my window. <laughs> so, okay. um, so for me, like I, I work from home anyway. Um, and it kind of means that I can plan around what I need to do. So, so does that, how have you always worked from home? I have done a couple of different bits and pieces. So obviously having the two kids, I had a bit of time off work for that. Um, but we've done this, like I've done the equestrian business for, feel like it's been about eight years or so now maybe okay. a little bit longer okay and yeah so that stuff um but I mean I've, I've also done other stuff like I've worked in hospitality so I lived in London for two years when I was in my early 20s um then the GFC hit so I came back to Australia and there was no jobs <laughs> and that's oh, why man. I went that's why I went and did the master's I kind of mm. took that as that kind of opportunity um and then I I haven't really worked in corporate since then. So I did work with my parents' business and I could often work because for them I did a lot of accounting stuff, which is just mm -hmm. not my forte, but I, 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 I'm 
functional. Get at it. Yeah. <laughs> and functional. Yeah. Um, so I did that because they had a couple of different businesses by that stage and I did I looked after one one business, and then we all merged everything together and then so I could do a lot of that from home. Um yeah, so I've kind of I've kind of done I maybe I'm a jack of all trades. I've done a bit of everything. So I I love something that I love um that I just couldn't do with kids basically was I loved doing events in hospitality. Because I said, I'm an, I'm an avid list writer. So I was really good at implementing systems for planning and executing events. So weddings and parties. I love planning parties. So yeah, yeah. I'm also on a, like, I'm on a committee for our national um, board for equestrian stuff. So for show jumping. So I'm on a committee for that. So I organize when I get to, when we're not in the middle of a pandemic, we get mm. to organize parties for that. So, <laughs> or balls and things like that. So yeah, I, I try and um, keep myself. I don't need to try. I'm busy. But, no, it's good because I am home so I can kind of duck in and out, you know, to have a call. I rode some horses this morning. I, I did some lawn mowing then. <laughs> I did a training before I jumped on with you and then, after, wow. yeah, so, like, it, it's just kind of it's it's nice to be able to be at home in your own space and in my active wear. It's my uniform. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I am in the process of making the transition from we have a brick-and-mortar office. Um, which is 10 minutes from here. I'm at home tonight. Um, but I'm in the process of transitioning. I can be 100% remote work from anywhere. And that was m- part of my five-year goal, which I accomplished in a year, you know, with, oh. with what we're doing. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, now what, you know? Um, but so I am in the process of, you know, being remote was, or being able to work remotely was a long-term goal because of what my goals are then for them. And now that it's, I've accomplished that so quick, um, I think I'm going to start making the transition to starting to work from home more. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of nervous. It's It's definitely different. There's no one there that's going to push you. And like, I know that like no one's probably pushing you anyway. Right. But, it's definitely that self accountability is yeah is a delicate balancing act. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you know at this stage of my business and the growth of it, I have an excellent team. I have management in place there. Um, I just feel like I can finally do the things that I have put off for myself during very the important. building <laughs> season. You know, during, I mean, I've, I've been self-employed, I guess, going on six years and my side hustle, and I had my side hustle, I I guess I've had that company for about 17 years and it finally started producing more than my regular government real job, which is when I left. So I'm like, I can't do both. I'm out of here. (laughs) Peace out. (laughs) Um, I couldn't do both. So I started pursuing this one and then I've started some other companies, but now that I'm kind of free because I'm not working in the business, I'm working on the business. I am like, Oh my gosh, I can actually work from home like four years ahead of schedule. So scary, isn't it? (laughs) It is. I'm like, Oh my gosh, what, you know, what, what, what does this look like? And I think think I'm going to set yourself a routine. I think a routine is really important because without that, you will probably find that you're very unproductive. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that if you can set yourself a time to be like, this is my like deep work where I 
I know that, you know, like children be at school or out mm -hmm. of the house or whatever the case may be. And you know that if your other business, like you kind of say to them as well, like is making sure that everybody knows where you're at is in saying like, okay, well, Monday to Friday, nine till 12, that's my deep work. If you guys need me, I'm here. Other than that, send me an email and I'll get back to you when I can. <laughs> like, you know, like you set, you have like, you, but yeah. you have to set some boundaries. Boundaries are so important because like, as I said, like there are days when I don't really feel like doing it. Um, but you know, if I don't set myself a task list and I'm, as I said, I'm a really big list writer. So like I am too. every, every night the night before there mm. are three things that have to, three like must do's. I say like they're non-negotiables. They have to get done the next day. And then I have kind of like all my bonus items. <laughs> so anything mm -hmm. that gets done over those three things is a bonus. I mean, I'm hoping now I have a bit more time, I can add some more things to that. But I think start with your like your non-negotiables and and get yourself into a routine and you'll find that, you know, what's that? What's it called? Is it Parkinson's? The Parkinson's law where you will get done what you need to get done in the time you have. So if you tell yourself, I've got eight hours, that task will take you eight hours. If you tell yourself, mm. I've got three hours, that task will take you three hours. So it's a it's definitely like a psychological theory where if you set yourself a time limit, like you know, if you've got people coming over, you can miraculously clean your house in like right. flat, right? <laughs> but if you tell yourself, I've got all day Sunday, you get to go to bed on Sunday and you're like, Oh, I better start cleaning the house now. So like the task will take you as long as you set yourself. So I think if you, you need to put some boundaries in place for yourself and boundaries in place for your team so they know when you are going to be able to be like in contact or we can zoom or do whatever it is you need to do um other than that like go you go get it, your nails done yeah right <laughs> i'm like i'm gonna i don't know what i'm gonna do you know and um and my husband's retired so he's home so that's another um Maybe. boundary i need to set i don't know like i don't know i'm sure he's gonna be great He's like, you're going to be in my way because I'm used to, you know, he's used to being Having here. the house to himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that'll be interesting. But it's really exciting that I'm, I have built these things and finally, so yeah, finally I'm like, oh, wow. Like I have top notch people that not only are excellent at their work, but they have my back. Yeah. And, and they they will take care of things how I want them taken care of. I have to and, say that's a huge credit to you. Just by the way, I don't oh know whether you've had had taken a moment to like really think about that, but people don't do that for people that they don't love and respect and trust mm. themselves. So that, you have to have been leading that organizational that organizational culture, mm. and that's that's something to be really proud of. I appreciate that. We we talk we actually talk about culture all the time. And I just know I wanted to always be the kind of boss I wish I would have had. You know, I come from a place with very little support and um, being now the person kind of responsible for everyone. You know, I, we have, we were super tight knit and I, um, I just love them. We're family, you know, and it's, yeah. it really is great. And, and of course they're certainly part of the culture, but I'm super thankful that I made, the decision to uh, encourage, you know, the, the things that are important to us. Um, but yeah, they're wonderful and, and it's exciting. And they've, they've helped me reach the goal much earlier 
and then now I'm like, okay, now I'm leaving you. <laughs> so it's say, one, one of the things I had a reminder of recently, and it was something because I did feel like I was a little bit. I was like, oh, you know, am I posting my content? Am I doing my lives? And a bit of like a, like a little bit of a knock to wake me back up again was like, okay, well, what is your values? What are your core values? What's your vision? So where is it that you really want to be? What's your mission? Because the mission can be like your vision broken down into little steps to get you there. Mm -hmm. And that one can change. And then what's your actual purpose? Like what what are you here for? Why are you doing it? And to me, I was like, wow, I really, I needed that. I needed that reminder. And like, so when you're talking about your culture is that idea of the values, the core values. And there are people in network marketing that their values are very different to mine. And as we spoke about is like, I want to build with people that have the same set of values as me. And for me, integrity is what you're going to do when no one's looking, right? Right. Or if somebody's looking the other way and integrity is very important to me. So I think that, you know, I want to build with people who have integrity. I want to build with people who are not going to come in and, you know, try and take my team or what, or take my, take the systems that our team has and stuff like that. So like, I think that that's really important. And like you talk about values and culture and that's something that a lot of business people sometimes forget about a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I think that, yeah, that's really, it's really lovely that that's the sort of, as you said, the culture and the, and the nature of the relationship that you can have those discussions is also really important. Right. It's, it's, it's awesome. They're, they're awesome. Um, are you much of a reader? Do you read? I try. I dare say I don't read as much as I wish I read, um, but I am starting to listen to more podcasts to try and counterbalance okay. that. So I am reading at the moment. Um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. Something about like the, the something of success <laughs> by by someone that I, I met on Facebook and she's a, she's a mentor type person mm-hmm. and she's done a collaboration with a bunch of other kind of mentors and they're like short little chapters about like how these people got to where they're at basically. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't say I'm an avid reader. I wish I could be more so. It puts me to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I go to read and I'm like, oh, and I wake up and I go, oh, gosh, I fell asleep again. <laughs> yeah, what was that about? What was that chapter about? Yeah. Right. It's yeah. hard, man. It's it's hard for sure. But podcasts, I'm telling you, I get so much good information from podcasts and they a lot of times will lead me to new authors and new books. Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah, they're they're podcasts and they're live they're relevant they're new they're fresh yeah you know and I love that you can kind of scroll through and be like okay how much like it would be for me like in a car drive and I'm like okay I've got 25 minutes I'm gonna find a 25 minute podcast yes, <laughs> so yes. I can pick something that fits for fits for where I'm at that at that moment <laughs> yeah I have a 10 minute commute and I'm like I don't want to have to listen to this 15 times to finish it yeah. you know I want to I want to kind of get that thing and get it done you know um Okay, so what is one piece of advice you'd give your younger self, given what you know now? Start now. Don't wait until Mm. the perfect time or the perfect this or you feel like it's right or you feel like it's ready. Start now and figure it out. That would be That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know, um, you know, with this podcast, I have talked to lots of different women and so many of us feel like we're not successful. And I think it's because we feel like we have so much more we want to do. Yes. And because we have these big 
crazy goals, right? And I, and, but I don't even know if once we met those goals, if we would feel then successful. I know in our communication, you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't like, I don't really feel successful. But now that I've written these things down, I have accomplished a lot. And that is so true. It is so true. But I'm telling you, I'm finding that is the common. I have um, spoken with a, a local um, female physician here that does not feel successful. I'm like, you're a doctor. You're how do you not saving feel people's lives? <laughs> right. And I'm like, how do you not feel successful? Oh my gosh. You know? Um, but anyway, so it's start now, like start, start now. now, start the journey now. Yeah. Just start. I, I think who was it that said it? They said, start it now and figure it out later. Richard Branson, wasn't it? He said, say yeah, yes now so. and figure it out later. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, definitely, I think that's something that I wish I had done earlier because now that I'm open to opportunity, I'm seeing opportunities everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that picture or that? I think it's a meme where it talks about entrepreneurs are like jumping off of a cliff and building the I airplane on their way. Yesterday. You did? did you see it? No. <laughs> I, I saw it years ago. I oh shared it yesterday on my That's Instagram. So funny. Yes, because it said entrepreneurship is like jumping off a cliff and building a plane on the way down. Yes, yes, yes. that is so true. <laughs> I it's literally like, shared that yesterday. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's like I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it, and and I don't want to crash. So I'm I don't want to crash. I don't want to die in the process. So here we go. Here's a plane. You know. Yeah, um, 100%. That's, so, that's so funny that you yeah, said that. <laughs> yeah, that is. I real I did not see that, I promise. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's that's hilarious. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, I so appreciate your time. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. You are very welcome. Um, it's very exciting. Thank you and so much for having me on. We finally absolutely. made it happen. <laughs> I know, right? Um, 16 hour time difference, you know, sometimes, you know. <laughs> schedules get a little hairy. Um, but I definitely want to pick your brain about some financial stuff. So maybe oh, yeah, we can absolutely. schedule another time to, yeah, I'd love to. to talk about all the stuff that people don't want to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> I'll talk to you about it. Some of those taboo <laughs> topics. I'm happy yeah, to right. go there. <laughs> right. That's awesome. All right. Well, I appreciate it. And um, oh, one more thing is tell me where people can reach you. What are your social media handles and email and all of that? Okay, so my website is probably the best place to find out more about me, which is bonniemartinactivated.com. So activated, like get active, activated. So that has kind of all my information in there and it has links to all my socials in there as well. So I am on Instagram, Facebook, and I do have a LinkedIn profile, but I I dare say I'm not very active in there at the moment. So Right. Okay. Well, awesome. Thanks.